Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life. Through interviews with various experts on relationships, investing, self-work, entrepreneurship, and more, this podcast is committed to spreading knowledge to all women. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. Today, we are talking with Rachel Rofay. She's an amazing woman who wears multiple hats. She's an entrepreneur, an author, a writer, a motivational speaker, a fellow podcaster, and much more. She has been featured on Entrepreneur.com, Fox News, The Huffington Post, CNN, and Women's World Magazine. Rachel is an expert on how to maximize your life and use your full potential in all areas, whether it's health, business, self-love, or networking. Today, Rachel is here to help you and I work towards a better life. Rise up and enjoy this episode. Good morning, Rachel. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. Thanks for asking. We're going to jump right in here. So I would love for you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, So I guess most people know me um, through... I guess internet marketing. So I teach uh, business stuff. So how to uh, write books or outsource or have podcasts or just anything with getting exposure. Um, And then I also do practical personal development. So I have a practical personal development podcast and I just love to um, work from my computer and travel and live life and enjoy the freedom. You're an all around woman that wears multiple hats. And that's one of the things that I'm attracted um, to you is that you don't really limit yourself in your career business or your life. And so many women, they limit themselves and they prevent themselves from reaching their full potential in in every area, which is completely possible. So how did you get to that point for yourself? How did you motivate yourself to realize that, you know what, I can do anything and everything that I want? Well, thank you for saying so. And, you know, it's interesting because like there's the way that you put it, which is like really empowering and awesome. And then there's things where people ask me to tell them about me. I'm like, oh gosh, where am I even going to go? <laughs> it's like, oh, so many people have their like 12 second thing that they can do and I just can't. Um, but I think it's more just uh, giving myself permission to enjoy all the different things. Marie Forleo, I guess, calls it multi-passionate and I really like that. It's just, I don't know, like for me, I get bored really quickly and I just know that about myself. And if I'm focused on one thing, I'm just going to be unhappy. So I think it's more of a permission thing, really, to just follow the passions. Right. And there's so many people that um, they're passionate about many things, but they just, uh, I guess they don't know how to go about enjoying all of them, or they get stuck in their daily routine, or they get comfortable with their job or their families or whatever they do, that they don't allow themselves to embrace all of those creative ideas and passions that they have. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think for some people, it's great to be able to just have a stable job, have a stable whatever. I think it's really fun when you can also take time on the side to do fun things, like even if it's not even like a passion, but just something that seems like it might be fun. um, And then just see where it goes. Yeah. And I'm a huge believer that what you put out there is, is what you get back. And that's something that you do so well, your energy and your positivity and and your aura, even through, you know, a podcast is incredible. Um, can you talk with us a little bit about how your energy can affect your career, your personal life, and any tips that you have to stay positive? Well, thank you so much. Well, I think the energy in terms of like aura energy, 
I know that when I'm operating from a higher place, like, so even if I'm getting frustrated or something, a lot of times I'll ask myself, how can I look at this through the eyes of an angel? And that has helped me so much in terms of coming up with um, answers to things, solutions to things that make me still feel really good and not victimized. And it helps um, me just run things better and live a life that's happier. So I think just keeping your energy as high vibrational as possible is, um, I don't know, it's just more pleasant. It's a more pleasant way to be. And I know sometimes people will hear things like that and they'll think uh, they don't know if that's true or if it's hokey or whatever. But I think even just having that belief, like even if it's not true, but it makes me feel happier or makes you feel happier, then why not just keep that versus the default of not being happy? And then, yeah, physical energy. Obviously, when when you have more energy, you can do more things, you feel better, you can add new enthusiasm into projects. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm a performer first. And so I've always been trained that your, your physical energy and, you know, how you approach people and how you talk to people is so important. Like you're always on, you always have an audience. And for some reason, I find that uh, many men and women, not just women, they, they have a hard time understanding that concept that your physical energy and when you talk to people and how you present ideas is really key to success and getting others attracted to your ideas. Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree because, you know, there's some people you just feel really good around and you want to be around them and some people you don't feel good around. And it's so interesting to me how often people will tell me like, I feel like I'm invisible and they occur as invisible, you know, like they occur, like they don't have their, uh, they don't have self-worth and absolutely. you know, so yeah, so for sure, I totally agree. Like just to have the energy of whatever it is that you're, I guess, wanting to put out there and get back is really important. Right. And so you're kind of known for uh, somebody that you, you take risk, you go for what you want, um, whether, you know, and there's ups <laughs> and downs definitely, you know, in life. So for those that are willing to, I guess, take that next step, take that risk and make changes in their life. How do they stay patient when trying to build something from scratch or, or when they're starting something new? I, I find that many people start something, but they don't finish it because they don't have the patience to, to wait it out. And, you know, we're in a society now where many people want instant gratification. And if they can't have that right away, they don't, uh, they don't fulfill what they're doing. And, and, you know, they kind of do it, I call it half donkey, as opposed to, you know, doing it full out. Any tips to help that process? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. So one thing that I have found is extremely helpful. There's a book called The Slight Edge. Have you read that yet? The Slight Edge. Okay. Yes. It is such an exceptional book. And it talks about exactly what you're saying about how we're so conditioned to live in this instant gratification society. And so the book talks about how instead of thinking like that every day, if you just take a small little action, how it all adds up just compounding into big things and how people who aren't even necessarily the most talented with that consistent effort will end up surpassing so many other people. And uh, it's not even about necessarily surpassing other people, but just getting to your potential. So I think uh, knowing that, taking focused action, because, and I say this probably anytime I ever do any kind of interview, but like so many people talk about how it's all about taking action. And I just don't think it is about taking action because you can take action in a zillion different ways, not see results, and then just keep taking action somewhere else. But if you're instead taking focused action and you're working on a long-term goal, then that's going to be the make or break. And I think the other thing is in terms of just practical, like having patience, is figuring out where you want to be and then reverse engineering and making a plan so that 
every day you have a specific action step that's getting you towards whatever it is. So like I like to take out uh, big goals and then break it down into monthly to-dos and then weekly and then daily. And so this way, when you're working, even if you're not seeing immediate results, you know, like this is my trajectory. This is where I, like, I, I don't plan on getting a zillion sales day two, but it's going to come, let's say day 200. And I'm just taking my steps towards that. I think that's really helpful. Okay, and I know this is probably a more difficult question, but how long would you suggest that someone stays in the game before they realize that, you know, maybe I'm not good at this or maybe I'm not, uh, this isn't, you know, cut out for me? Or, or do you suggest that they really just keep going for it and building knowledge and hopefully get to where they need to go? Well, I think that, and this, that's a great question. I mean, I think about it a lot. I think one of the more helpful things you can do is once you're reverse engineering from your plan, have different milestones that you can expect um, throughout the plan so that you know if you're on course. So it might be like if you're, I don't know, trying to go and get a certain amount of traffic. It could be social media markers. It could be um, measuring by how you feel. So maybe you identify the the ways that you want to feel. So um, of course, there's going to be things that are going to be hard and um, you're going to feel frustrated when you're building things and you're not, you haven't done it before, but you can measure for um, excitement, for hopefulness, for different things, because that could be instead your marker. And then I think also just intuition's a big thing too, but intuition not from a scared place, but from a, um, a real knowing place. And so I think the best thing for that is just like taking deep breaths, getting clear, and then just asking your body, like your, your body, not your mind, um, if you're on the right course. And usually I think our bodies will give us little signals. Like we might um, just move forward a little bit or move back if, if it's you know not our best move. A lot of us really know what to do. We're just may not be in tune with it. And I think that that's key. What you're saying is maybe be a little bit more aware of what you're feeling physically because that'll guide you actually. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to get in our head and then just say, forget it, especially if things aren't getting the immediate gratification that we want so bad or we're not getting immediate markers that things are going to be so good and I think about just like things like the book The Alchemist I know it's fiction great but book still, yeah oh, such a good book it's so true I mean there's going to be so many different I mean not always but a lot of times there's challenges and there's that you know things are darkest before the dawn and all this and so you need to just keep going through so as long as you know like it's it's the right thing for you to do, like even if your intuition is telling you, even though it's hard, just getting through that is just so important. You know, I love um, in your podcast, you start by saying that really anybody can be successful if you choose to. And you, you talk about how we have a million resources within reach that can provide knowledge, guidance to really do and be whatever we want. And the key word that you use, which I love, is choice. There's so many people that, um, you know, let's say they're working their nine to five job, but they really want to start up their own business or they want to do something from home and they just can't get them. They can't motivate themselves to to do that, maybe because they're comfortable or, you know, they have a family and they're scared that they're going to lose that stability, you know, from a pension and health benefits. So how, how can they motivate themselves to to make that shift and make that make that change to to follow their passion and their dream, knowing that they could potentially not be in a comfortable spot for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the first step is just making the decision um, to 
at least be open to exploring and making the choice, right? Right. <laughs> uh, and then going from there. I think, like, I, I've mentioned a couple times now, but just having some kind of a plan is so helpful. So even if it's a plan to explore making the choice and then listing out what that would entail. So maybe it's finding Facebook Facebook groups of like-minded people and then committing to posting there and asking questions or just having conversations with people um, around whatever it is that you want to do. Just taking those kind of actions will help you, I guess, feel more, or even just listening to podcasts, right? Like our interviews um, of things around what you want to do, I think will help just get you the education to make better decisions. I think that the startup culture is so glorified and so many people think that they want to create businesses and not be in their nine to five uh, because of the glorification of it. But really, like, it's okay to not do that. Like, it's totally okay to have your nine to five. And I think sometimes people just need to get real with themselves and give themselves permission to do the nine to five. I was just watching an interview with uh, Marie Forleo and Elizabeth Gilbert, and uh, Elizabeth was saying how she, and she's like a New York Times bestseller, so many amazing books. But she said when she started her art, her writing, her deal was that she was not going to look for ways to get paid through art. And she was just going to go do the other. So she was like waitressing and bartending and all these different things. And then just did the writing as a side thing as for fun. And I think that's awesome. So if there's things that people are passionate about, why not just do it for fun and let go of the pressure if they do have a family? And then if it ends up getting into something bigger, awesome, right? So that's one answer. Um, Another thing is I'm not really a big um, proponent of people quitting their jobs and jumping into their dreams. And I know for some people, like they have that personality, they need to take a leap or else it's just not going to work. Um, I'm more of a, like, let's have a plan. Like I keep saying, like, let's just, um, like, if you want to quit your job, we'll work backwards. We'll figure out what it's going to take for you to quit your job. First, like, take the actions, like, take small actions every day to prove that this is something you actually want. And then if you're, like, getting your income or at least you're making enough money to, um, like, pay what you, you need to pay basically to live, then we can talk about quitting. Um, and from there, it's just really, again, like we're figuring out what it is that you want and then working backwards. So let's say you want to be working or making $5,000 a month and you want to do that through selling like a certain amount of, I don't know, pieces of art every month, then working backwards to what's it going to take to sell that art? Well, you probably need a website. You'll need to like work on different things. And we can talk about that now if you want, like how to reverse engineer But then just like taking those things and maybe it's waking up early every day or taking time after work to to take action, I think is the the, um, most stable path of going at things. Okay, great. Yeah, I'd love to talk about uh, reverse engineering because I know that there's probably a lot of people out there that really don't understand that concept and how to put it into effect. Yeah, totally. Okay, so let's go with the art example, which so so let's say they want to make $5,000 a month. We need to figure out how many pieces of art we're going to sell to get to that. So let's say we have art that's $100 each. Was that 50 pieces? Yeah, 50 yep. pieces of art a month. So then think, what can we do to sell those 50 pieces of art? Well, we're going to have to sell the art. So then it's like identify websites where we can sell art. There's a lot of them there. Um, create a website. Um, create some kind of a, like if you want to do social media to get traffic, create social media presence. Um, and then just list out all the different things. Then we just order them in priority. And so basically, so like it might be 
the first action step is to sign up for different sites like that sell art. And so that might be our week one action step. And then week two might be place the art, like take um, pictures and put art on those websites. And then just every week is something else getting you towards where you eventually want to go. Does that all make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I think just, and then just knowing, because you have the ultimate goal of the $5,000 a month, and we know we're not going to probably sell um, 50 pieces the first month, but if we say, okay, the first month we're going to be signing up to the websites, we're going to set up these social media things, and then I know I'm going to need to be consistent on social media, so then scheduling in, let's say, five posts a week, and then just having it so that we have, like, if we have our Monday through Friday um, list, if we're just going to work on Monday through Friday, then just like Monday, new uh, new post on social media, Tuesday, new post. So just like knowing where the end goal is and then knowing the steps to get there and then taking that small action every day towards that, it just all starts to compound. Thank you. Um, thank you again for, for spreading your knowledge. And if this is you under the weather, I can only imagine how incredible you are at your full potential. Um, it's been a, a pleasure talking with you. And again, I really thank you for joining Reset for You and um, helping spread knowledge. And Thank you so much. This has been awesome. And speaking of energy, I love yours. Oh, thank you so much. Again, it was a pleasure having you today. If you guys would like to stay connected to Rachel or receive any private coaching, you can reach her at rachelrafay.com. And you can also follow her on Twitter at Rachel Raffae. Thank you again for joining us today. Please make sure to check us out on our website at www.riseupforyou.com as well as follow us on Twitter at Rise Up For You. More importantly, please spread the word about our podcast, Rise Up For You. Our purpose is to spread knowledge to as many women as possible. So subscribe, share, and if you get a chance, we would really appreciate it if you can leave a nice little review about Rise Up For You. Your support is worth all the money in the world. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.